0: This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. So I had one of these people on before, and Cena's sticking around, and we just did on Instagram Live, guesses Age, and everyone lost. Yeah,
1: we
2: did. See, see. I lost worst of all. You did, you did. Drink more water. Get you some super beats. All right.
0: You lose. I, the, he doesn't yes. lose. It's, just, it's his age. I just think, yes. I, as black people, we um we have a, such a higher standard yeah. for how you should look at a certain age. Um, my wife's Japanese too. She looks
2: like she's about eighteen. Yeah, so, so you know, that's that oil and moisture. Yeah. Yeah. So you
0: go, I heard that the Asians, they they stay like. 30 until they're 100, and yeah. then, it, then it's all downhill after Yeah, 100. then they
2: look 10,000. Right.
0: Then they <laughs> yeah, drop like yeah. bananas. But it's <laughs> yeah. 100,
2: though. Yeah, yeah, they get, yeah. They get they old. they get to
0: 100. <laughs> and Her grandfather's 30. 100. Yeah, yeah. We went and, bis- and, right. we and visited him. Right. And then at 101, 100. all the age catches up.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. So. It- <laughs> <laughs> No, there's something inappropriate about that. So last time she was on, we were talking about the Olympics, uh, 1942, 36, Olympics, 36 Olympics. sorry, uh, Hitler's uh, in, in Berlin, and we were all focused on Jesse Owens, but there were like 19 people that won medals, and you did this documentary. We talked about it. I watched it a couple of times. Yeah. Amazing, amazing, amazing filmmaker. Thank and, you. And now she's brought with her an amazing, amazing, amazing actress. Let me welcome to the show Deborah Riley Draper. And the one and only Jasmine Guy.
3: Woo! Yeah, this is my first serious uh, show I've ever. Never been on serious.
0: What? And don't I'm go serious. On, Don't
3: go on any others. This I'm is just an, gonna do you.
0: This is rest. an exclusive. Here's the best. Yes, just exclusive on the Karen Hunter show. <laughs> Jasmine Guy, first time ever. Okay, you guys are doing a short film, or you've done a short film called yeah. "Illegal Rose," starring Jasmine Guy. Deborah, tell us how this came about.
1: Um. Well, obviously. You know, Jasmine has been an incredible inspiration to me forever since I first saw her on screen. And I've always wanted to work with her. I worked with her. Um, on the commercial side of my career um, from the advertising side. But when I thought about what I wanted to say about immigration, the story of illegal Rose came to mind. It's the story of a nurse who goes about her day every day not really plugged into the world and on her way to the store she accidentally kidnaps a runaway from a detention center. What and do you
0: mean accidentally kidnaps a... How do you I, accidentally kidnap somebody?
1: Well, you know, that's what she does in okay. the film! So you gotta
0: watch it to find out how you it happened.
1: You to watch happened. it to find out. But um, th- the character is complicated and nuanced and I really wanted an actress who had that type of experience and who could bring that kind of funny drama, physical, because she picks up the girl and throws her in the car so it needed to be all of that and very few people in my head could do that and, and Jasmine was who I thought of so I called her and hoped she wasn't. Oh, you doing just all had her- Jasmine
0: Guy's number? Yeah. Just, I haven't okay, go saved in my, my phone. We've been <laughs> friends.
1: Yes. And I was like, I hope you're not doing all your Grey's Anatomy stuff. Oh, and that's um, right. Yeah, but she was able to do it, so I was great. I
3: love that Deborah. you know, five years ago said to me, okay, I'm going to leave advertising. I'm going to be a filmmaker. First, I'm going to do a documentary about the first black fierce models that hit the runway in the 70s. I'm like, well, okay. Okay, lady, whatever you say. And then the next time I see her, two documentaries, a scripted movie, and she'll be doing another film in the fall. I'd Powerhouse. love to see that. Well, Dreams it, coming
0: true. Speaking things into creation is yes. what I think she does most uh, awesomely. Thank September twentieth, which is tomorrow, the film uh, premieres in New York City. Um, last time I saw you, Jasmine, was on oh uh, the, the quad.
3: You oh played, yes,
0: you played uh, you know one of the uh, was it professors uh, administrators. Yeah, one of the professors. Yeah, and yeah. that was on Noni Rose, Anika Noni Rose, and it was on BET, and it, it's not there anymore. But I thought that was amazing. I loved you in that. What else were you doing before she came to you besides Grey's Anatomy?
3: Well, um, I've been living in Atlanta for 10 years, so I've done a few Atlanta shows. I've done Vampire Diaries. Oh, that
0: you know what? Um, she play, hold on, hold on, because I watched that. Oh,
3: okay. You played you Yeah, you play, I
0: did because okay. it's off the air now. That's okay. how much I know about you it. You do know. Yes, and she played a witch. Uh, a witch uh, to uh, uh, was it was Dar- uh, cat What's, cat, cat his
3: cat's much? name cat Graham. caterine Graham, yeah. yeah but i don't know her character's name uh, b- was it Bonnie? Bonnie? Bonnie, yes you're right yeah, how are I you so Bonnie's well read and watch
2: this much television at the same time because
0: <laughs> i drink water and drink. <laughs> <laughs> the water's good so no,
3: i'm just joking with you cena so drink
0: so now water. so you were it, in it, atlanta it, what what, yeah, what brought did you that?
3: there i've done a couple of independent films last year i did a um a short um, called My Nephew Emmett about the night Emmett Till was taken from his um, uncle's home in Mississippi. It's specifically about that night taken down the street and killed. Um, And that was another uh, young filmmaker, Kevin Wilson, who was a graduate student at NYU. Um, I love that the independent world has opened up to our filmmakers and we don't always have to ask permission to have our stories told. So I'm very excited when I get those kind of calls, you know, to do that work. And that movie was nominated for an Oscar. I thought he was kidding when he called (laughs) me. Because, you know, you do these things or I do these things and then I don't know what's going to become of the project. So I'm always just so happy when it makes it to festivals. And, yeah. I was...
0: I was talking with Angela Bassett about the period of time before all of this open opportunity just came about. And it is a good time to be alive, even with everything that's going on in the world, to be able to have the streaming. And and, and it's like wonderful. Deborah, would you you say that this is a, a good time for people to create content?
1: I, I would say so. Um, Jasmine hinted at it. My next project is called Coffee Will Make You Black, produced by Octavia Spencer, starring Gabrielle Union. So I would say it's a great time. It's a great time. I, I wrote the script, and I'm directing it. So I feel happy to be in this moment, um, to be honest with you.
0: Four, I think it was four years ago when you did the the um, film about the, the Olympics. And I'm now watching, like... <coughs> Wow. You know, like the explosion is, is crazy. Talk about going from PR, because I think Ava DuVernay also was in that space. And I was in advertising, Ooh.
1: Madison Avenue, BBDO, Ogilvy and there.
0: What was that transition? How difficult was it back then? And what gave you the gumption to say, I'm going to do this?
1: It's funny. I had this conversation with Jasmine um, a long time ago, and I was like, you know, I'm, I'm trapped in this corporate environment where... What I say for a brand and how I create a a brand is very much prescriptive. And I have a voice that I want to use outside of the voice that I'm governed, you know, to use um, from a brand architecture perspective. And I wanted to use my own voice. So that was the transition. But the skill set, right, the ability to tell a story, the ability to find that universal truth to to make people engage and understand what you want to say. I think I hone that in advertising and broaden it. From a thirty-second commercial to a ninety-second, ninety-minute movie was the next transition. Um, finding financing is always that's the hardest. That's what I was going to ask you. How, that, how do you get the money? That well, you, you write a really good script. Um, that's that's the first place to start. My first two films were financed. Um, the first one financed by me and my husband. The second one by my husband and a neurosurgeon from Stanford University. That so that's not the,
0: even people in the movie industry.
1: Well, I, you know, you got to well, get your investors now. where
0: you can. <laughs> um, yeah. Wow. So it was independently it was, funded. But
1: the first two were independently funded. The third one, Coffee Will Make You Black, um, I literally adapted the book with the support of uh, Tate Taylor, who directed The Help, and John Norris, who produced it. And I finished the script, and they were like, oh, we're sending this to Octavia Spencer. And they did, and she read it. And fortunately, um, she's become an amazing mentor, and and, and she's going to produce the film. And, and then Gabrielle Union read it, and she gets to play Mrs. Stevenson in the film. Who
0: is Mrs. Stevenson?
1: Um, she's the... Uh, Coffee Will Make You Black is a coming-of-age story about a middle-class African-American girl with straight A's as she tries to deal with identity, classism, racism, gender issues against the backdrop of the civil rights movement mm-hmm. in the 60s. Like, what kind of black girl am I going to be? Am I going to be Angela Davis, Coretta Scott King, or am I not going to be engaged in the conversation? Who are my friends? Because her mom's very strict. I'm, am I going to play with the girls who live in the projects or the Jack and Jill girls? Or am I going to have Uh, friends that are white so she has all these decisions which seem huge but they have a lot to do with how you're raised politically and culturally Mm.
0: Jasmine Guy had to navigate those spaces, right? As, uh, yeah, I was a, like, oh, yeah. I was Yeah, okay. that was you, right? Was
3: definitely with, uh, you know, at the skating rink on Saturday night, Greenbrier skating <laughs> rink. You. And, you know, I was never in Jack and Jill. Although, I mean, people confuse my upbringing with Whitley's, and yeah. I did not Whitley have Gilbert that upbringing. Whitley
0: Gilbert and Jasmine Guy <laughs> were not the same person. I really
3: thought I made Whitley up until I started meeting a couple Bill of Whitley's. <laughs> I was like, <gasps>
2: I thought I made her up,
3: you know. <laughs> you know that Jack and Jill group, and um, and you know, interesting enough, uh, the reason some of my friends were in Jack and Jill, um, and I heard they were going to Disneyland and all these fun trips. And I asked my mom, I was like, "Can can we do go to Disneyland?" I didn't really know that Jack and Jill you had to be invited into, and um, we weren't invited because my mom is white.
1: Yeah. They okay, wait, want no got white women. wait, it was
3: like they didn't want no white women in Jack and Jill.
1: Mm. So you didn't But get I didn't invite. find
3: that out until a couple of years ago. <laughs> I just thought, uh, oh, you know, I, I don't to- know what that it, you know, I thought maybe it was because of money because those trips cost money and stuff. But yeah, I really grew up um Class-wise, you know, my parents were both teachers, and we had a very middle-class upbringing. My father taught at Morehouse, which is why we were always over there on the campus. And um, Atlanta was just... um, you know, there's a lot of black people, but within the black community, there's a lot of diversity. Right, and that's one thing I loved about a different world. It showed different aspects of the black life. You know, that we're not all a monolithic kind of um, experience.
0: So, your dad, Morehouse, married to a white woman, mm-hmm. raising children who are navigating both worlds, whatever that means, right? So, talking well, about well, growing
3: up in the, I mean, I was born in '62. We, I was born in Boston, and then we lived in Port Chester, New York, until I was about seven. When we moved to Atlanta in 1968 with a white woman and a black man and these two little mixed girls, I don't know what my parents were thinking of. <laughs> I, really, I should ask my dad. Well, my dad had a church in um, Port Chester, and then he went back to teaching. So maybe that's why we moved down there, but it was still against the law on the books in Georgia for them to be married even so,
0: after loving versus Virginia.
3: Oh yeah. Well, a lot,
0: of the, a mean, lot of the rules still didn't, get, had, off the books yeah, the didn't 80s. get off the books until the eighties. The
3: books. Yeah. <laughs> off the books. They let it slide, but you know, but my father went to more houses did all my uncles and aunts on that side of the family. And, um, what I felt the most was not as much the racial tension was, the, um, The North and the South, because my mom is from Massachusetts. She's a, you know, a a liberal, I believe in humanity kind of person, which is how they raised us. I wish I had a little more information about, you know, um, why the animosity was coming, you know, at me. I didn't understand that as a kid.
0: How did it show up?
3: Getting my ass beat. Oh, okay. I mean, or or people waiting for me after school or just, that kind of thing. And I had no idea yeah, what. Yeah, we yeah, yeah, because I thought I was cute, yeah. whatever that means. Um, and as a young kid, you know, I remember them circling me um, in the parking lot. This was at the first school I went to in Atlanta. Um, and they were like, say something, say something. <laughs> and I was like, what do you want me to say? <laughs> See, I told you she talked proper. I'll never forget that because I was... S- standing there, like, do you mean properly? <laughs> That's <laughs> what I'm
1: thinking. That's how you
3: make friends. Yeah, I didn't yeah, say she didn't say anything out loud, though. She at yeah. her head, this I is just, bad grammar. These people with their bad grammar. They never heard anybody talk like me. And I had never heard anybody that talked like them. It was like navigating a foreign language. The black kids and the white kids spoke differently, too. So, you know, I used to just study. That's where I got that Whitley accent from. It was my third grade teacher who was white and had a big beehive, because it's 1968. <laughs> but she was so sweet to me. But she would go, Jasmine, go fetch me them Sniper for yonder. And I'd be like, where's yonder? <laughs> <laughs> what is she talking about? Where? You know, but, you know, the black community um, embraced us, and we were raised as black kids. And what? I think that had a lot to do with how we identified, you know, growing up. I really didn't even meet anybody mixed until much later. Like, to, to work on a different world with not one, but two other mixed people, and then they are having a totally different experience yes. than me because they're younger, right? and they're claiming, you know what I mean, both right, sides. Right. Lisa I'm Bonet and like,
0: Cree Summers. Yeah. yeah.
3: I had never, not, you know. But when I was at Ailey's, uh when I first got to New York I was uh dancing at the Ailey school. I just felt like, Oh, there go some people that look like me. Oh Puerto Rican, but whatever. It's the same mixture, you know. It was just still very segregated in Atlanta when I moved there.
0: What was Thanksgiving like? Did you ever spend Thanksgiving with your mom's family? Or-
3: oh we or- did yeah, we, we were in Massachusetts every summer and Christmas. So Complete my- exception? Oh yeah. Yeah. Especially by the time we came along, I mean, if there was any tension when they got married, I didn't know about it.
0: And complete accepting with your father's family. Yeah. Okay.
3: This never came up. Wow.
0: That's so. As and... we fast forward into <laughs> at, no, because it's fascinating because we're in a racial quagmire right now, and you know, you're doing a whole film about kids in cages, basically. Mm. Um, you know. And we're navigating. We just had a whole discussion um, with Ida R- Rodriguez on the show this week who was saying that, you know, if you're not mad about that as a black person, because a lot of black people are saying, well, Mexicans don't like us, so we shouldn't care about that. And she was like, no, it all matters. We should care about all of it because eventually it's going to happen. Not just because eventually it's going to happen to you,
1: but we should all care. we should, oh, we should care. And, <laughs> they're, and they're Jamaicans and Bahamians yes. and Haitians. But we yes. shouldn't and even Africans. have to say that, though. And I always <laughs> remind people. We shouldn't have to say it, but I remind people. People. They're West Indians, you know, everyone, right.
0: And, and, but it speaks to where we are as a nation, as a world, where there are all of these divisions. I'm sitting in a room right now with an Iranian man and uh, a woman who has a white mother and, and Deborah and me and, and, and Smiths, of course, and, and uh, I don't even want to talk about Donica's background, but you know, this, this is, you know, we're all in the same space doing the same thing with the same kind of sensibility and, and this could work. If- and
3: we've navigated the terrain together in America our own experiences you know how specific they are we still are navigating the terrain here and i think that it's it's um it sets us backwards to adopt the same mentality as the president you know because he's petty and he's simple minded and we have overcome some of that in our in the way we've been raised so you, you know, optimistic? that was pretty revolutionary what my parents did. I didn't think of that it was, but I'm like that they didn't care. They fell in love. They raised us together, and the, the racial thing didn't come up. It was just the way we were, and I'm sure your family has an interesting story as well. They had to make bold moves to get here. Yeah. Yeah,
2: it takes effort to live in a multicultural society, and I think we forget that in America sometimes. Then we go to the simple mindset of like the tribes are the way, are they just the easiest way to do things? It takes effort, and it's okay that it takes effort.
0: It should, right? Yeah, because we learn the best so much. Things take
1: effort.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What What was the impetus for this particular film, "Illegal Rose," um, Deborah? What, why, why this film? Well,
1: when, it, and I know you saw this image underneath the the freeway in san antonio where all the kids were in the cages mm. so when i saw that image on television i couldn't believe that all of the people in san antonio just didn't walk up to the cages and open them because oh. just, just, they could have you, you, oh. you, i'm like really just open let everyone go but days and days no one just opened the gate Open the gate. So in my head, I was like, what happens if one of those little kids figures out how to open that gate and she gets out? And that's the kid that runs into Jasmine at the convenience store. And so you have two women from seemingly two different backgrounds, two different classes, two different perspectives. And guess what? They're a whole lot alike. And they change each other's lives. Because at the end of the day, I wanted everyone to realize no human being is illegal. Mm. And we all get to inhabit this earth. And I think Alice Walker said it best. Um, Using your art as protest is the price you pay for living on this planet. So Mm. that's why Legal Rose is here. And that's why we get to show this short. And the basis
3: of your story was Langston Hughes Hughes short story. Yeah.
1: Thank you, ma'am. Um, I don't know if you know this story. Thank You, Ma'am was written um, as a result of the depression. There's a little boy and um, there's a woman walking from the grocery store. This little boy sees her with her purse and he tries to steal the purse to get all this out because he wanted blue suede shoes. Well, he picked the wrong lady on the wrong day. So he's trying to steal that and she scoops him up and takes him home and she ends up making dinner for him and she gives him the $10 for the shoes and he leaves. Um, and when he closes the door, he slips the $10 back underneath the door back to her because at the end of the day we all share humanity and when we are human and kind we're the best of ourselves
0: so this period that we're in is an anomaly is it over uh media uh is it more a media fabrication because I I do believe most people are good people I think like most people are good but what we're seeing you know even recently there was a, a young man stabbed to death in new york and there were like a dozen people filming in the stabbing and not one person mm. stopped and the Ew. sister was like not one of you could have dialed 911 mm. or stop my brother from being he was 16 years old not one of you but you rather film it than to stop and 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 maybe save his life mm-hmm. but i think that's an anomaly Maybe. I don't know. I'm 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 struggling with this right now. I I want to hope be hopeful, but I it's- think
1: it's an anomaly. I think people are good and I think people are kind. I think Jasmine's character in this film, she can make a choice. She can choose to help or she cannot choose to help. And I think we all get to make that choice, but I think there are a lot of mitigating factors that reduce our courage and we're scared to I was be good. Say, we're afraid. We're afraid to be good and afraid to help. And um,
3: afraid to step out on our own. Because now we're watching. We're complicit in the action by just watching. Exactly.
0: Aren't there consequences, though? Like, is there a consequence to Jasmine's character? What's her name? Rose. Oh, illegal Rose, I thought, was the child. No. Okay. It's the adult. Right, because she committed a crime. Yeah, she
3: did. I kidnapped a little
0: child, but I did feed her.
1: You fed
3: her. But but,
1: but she (laughs) looked out, when she realized what she did. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah. Yeah, uh... And is, she, and is
1: she, it. and it's, and it's, <laughs> what the hell is wrong with and, and it's, and it and it, the question is, is she, is she committing a crime by saving a child from a place that's horrible?
0: I say, I, I don't know why we have laws. I ask my students this, you know, it's like, why do we have the laws we have? You know what are they based on? And uh, in Europe, kids can drink wine, right? Because their parents, there's a, it's a cultural thing, this and that. Here, the drinking age is 21. Why is it 21? Why, why, why is marijuana Ill- illegal federally, but then legal in some states? But I can't put my money in the bank. Yeah. Why, why? You know, no, seriously. Exactly. Why did the FDA approve these these cigarettes, these vaping things, these these pods or whatever? The why did they approve are... it that are killing people? Why yeah. did they approve that? Why, you know, there's like. This whole economy around why things are being done in this country and we don't have the conversation about why do we have the system that we have.
2: But I think going back to the anomaly, I think, and even just the point you just made, isn't this just the process of America growing up? Isn't this just the growing age? We've I think been about years. How long does it take? How oh. long does it want
0: to
1: take nineteen? Uh, yeah, well uh, very
2: sorry, Iran oh. is very yeah. old country. Yeah. We okay. have a lot but of problems. Okay, yes. Yes. Fair
1: enough. You know what? Yes. I give you that. Fair <laughs> enough. They got well,
2: it. We peaked a long time ago, y'all.
1: <laughs> in context. Yeah.
2: I, I give you that. You're my right. wife's Japanese. We went to Japan to see her family. This is thousands of years. This country's been around. They've yes. been doing it. They had a. Lo- they're learning a lot, you know. And now their immigration policies just now are getting better.
1: Well, we need to be fast bloomers. <laughs> we, <laughs> we, need, we, we need, need to, to learn a little bit faster. And I
2: think with social media, and we remember, Twitter just came out in 2007. We're still very much toddlers in the information age, and we are just starting to deal with these devices that are actually tapping in to our to our amygdala. That are making our fight or flight come up. We're realizing more about Obama's the one who started mapping the human brain. We don't know what a headache is. You know what I mean? We got a long ways to go, I think. I don't know if it's a anomaly. I think we just got to grow. I
3: think we also, we're more privy to what people are saying behind our yeah. backs. Like, I just would never have heard these conversations if it weren't for, you know, Twitter.
2: Yeah.
0: Are you active on Twitter, Jasmine
3: Guy? might just read what he tweets on <laughs> CNN. Well, oh, Trump. Mm-hmm. Do you? Why? Why would you do that? Because I'm watching the news. Okay. Uh, well, every five minutes he's got right. something. You so, know. So I made a decision bombastic with, to say because it triggers. But me. I also, yeah. grew, you know, I was here during you know the 80s, so he's not been one of my favorite people for You were in New York during years. the 80s. Yes. Yeah,
0: yeah. During the Central Park uh, Five. Yes. Uh, excuse me, the exonerated. Excuse me, let's just say their names because yes. they're
3: all human beings and they're not a group of anything but men that deserve uh, that, dignity. That, and also when he um, tried to get the, uh, whatever the discounted lands for casinos on um, Native Americans' Uh, Lands. He wanted that same benefit. He didn't. He said that wasn't fair. That he couldn't get that tax benefit. It just constant. He's consistently who he is. You know. But I didn't know that a lot of us agreed with him. You know. Also, being in New York, you're not around people that you're around. A lot of liberal. we're, We're having to live together in New York. You know what I mean? It's probably the least racist that I've experienced mm. because I was in uh, yeah, Manhattan. Yeah,
0: New York had Howard Beach and hurst and had yeah, those are like
3: yeah. yeah, and those Crown are where... Heights.
0: You know, Abner Louima was in in New York. Sean Bell was in New oh, York. Oh no, Once I'm some... not
3: saying it doesn't happen. The people that I am around. Because this is going back to my point, that right. I have access to hear what those Bensonhurst right. people are saying, but I didn't then. Right. I'm around theater people. I'm right. around educated people. I'm right. around people from all over the world. You know, So now that I have information that I wouldn't have heard before, okay. you know what I mean? I see. And the Native people, like in Boston too, the first time I got called a nigger was in Boston. I and I grew up I'm in Atlanta. I'm not surprised Atlanta. by that. Yeah. Was no, say, shock. no shock was shocked. No shock. Uh, shocked. I was
2: shocked. shocked. I was. What? Oh, I was <laughs> Lord. I, did, I had I, I no
3: idea. Like, <laughs> what did he just call us? But it's a very segregated, you know. It's Boston. And it's this was Boston. in the 80s. I mean, but Bill, again, Bill Russell I, has
0: stories about them breaking in his home and defecating in his bed. Yeah. Smeared, Bill, Bill Russell, Russell, who won championships for Boston, eleven oh of them, was God. the coach of the team and hate mail. Yeah, like wow. Boston. I'm um, shout they out to Boston.
2: Creatively racist in Boston.
0: Yes. Who does that? Who breaks somebody's house Thank. and takes a dump in their bed? A creative racist. Yes. Very. <laughs> cre- very. Very. <laughs> so want to make a mark?
2: Wait, well, I want to ask. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, but I, I've always thought that uh, Trump is actually. One of the greatest method actors of our time, because he's been in this character for years, and it is a character. I think. Do you see that's elements him. of they this in acting, him?
3: And that's him. That's him. He can't act right. You know, he's like the <laughs> he uncle can't that pull together. Yeah, nice. you're like okay, that uncle at the table. You're yeah. like, please, just for Thanksgiving dinner, <laughs> can you just not start a fight? Just forty five minutes. Because
2: nope. there's nothing. If you pulled it back, there's nothing in there. There's nothing, there's no, it's just, that's who he is, right?
3: I think that's who he is. It's I think just, he's very dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about- I, I mean, I don't think it should be dismissed because of the position that he's in course, and the, yeah. you know the decisions he's making and-
0: Since we're going there, 2020 is around the corner. Uh, we have, uh, I want to say 10 candidates, even though they're more running for the uh, Democratic nomination. There are a couple of people mm-hmm. running against Trump that we don't know who they are and if they have a snowball's chance in hell of winning. <laughs> who do you have, Jasmine Guy? Who, who,
3: who excites you? Who do you think would make a good president among these people? Oh my goodness, I think. A lot of them would. I mean, I'm very excited about the field in general. Um, I was a Bernie supporter in the last election. um, so I was very... hmm? Why? I liked... um, I believed him. I trusted him. I liked his agenda, even though I thought it would take time to get there. At least it was in a direction I believed in. I think it's crazy for us not to acknowledge that we are part socialist in some of what we do. I don't know why that's a bad word, you know, but um, so I liked his uh, policy. I, I am in that sandwiched generation with a child um, in college and an, an older parent that also needs care. Um, and we're getting creamed. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the cost of school, the debt my kid's going to mm. have to be in when she starts her life. I just feel like it's tragic what we're doing to these young people. And what we're doing to us is I'm approaching when I want to start chilling. You know right, what I mean? Right. Um, also, uh, I believe in all the what the wealth, the distribution of wealth in this country is off. It's horrible. Speaking so yeah, I, I'm a Bernie fan. Okay. I therefore, you know, but I the field excites me. On uh, uh, Kamala excites me. Elizabeth Warren. Um, I was hoping Joe Biden would run last time. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I wanted him to come in on his white horse because I did not, for some reason, feel that Hillary was gonna um, really excite people. I thought she would win, but. You know, I wanted the energy, you know, of, um, and of course, you know, I love Barack Obama. I was, I worked on his campaign, so I was, you know.
0: If only there weren't term limits. Term limits. Speaking of uh, school, Felicity Huff, Huffman, fourteen oh. days, fourteen days, right? As a person with a child in school, De- Deborah, feel free. Of course, Cena. I know you have a twenty-year-old somewhere. Because I'm, just- <laughs> ah, I'm
2: in my fifties. <laughs> <Yeah, right>. You <laughs> know how hard it is to Another put three kids through college,
1: yeah. private <laughs> college too. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> the long history. Uh, fourteen
0: days, fair? Not fair. You're nothing. Okay. Oh, oh
2: I oh.
1: thought Deborah yeah. was gonna oh, say. Deborah, I- go ahead. I have no words about this. It's so absurd. Why even bother? Why sentence? Why? Why put the court and the county through the cost Mm. of going through this case? Because it is very costly to actually have all of those employees, all these people work on a case to do fourteen days. I would do fourteen
2: days for a comedy bit. (laughs) <laughs> I would just do it. It's just like a funny well, video. Well, you know, if you, you were driving
1: uh, <laughs> under the influence, yeah, and and didn't even hit anybody,
2: you would have gotten longer than fourteen days. A, a single black mom in Akron, Ohio, said her used her her father's or used her husband's her father's address, her father's address for the kid, yeah. And, and they put her in jail Longer than and 14 probation. days. And then, yeah, she got- no,
3: for years. Yeah, yeah she, she got was 10 already, days, three years of probation. But promotion. that's what this case shows it's, to me, the it's disparity it's, it's, and how it, unfair it
1: is. It's What what to me it says is, yes, you used your privilege and you get to use your privilege again by getting a lighter sentence. Yeah. So it's privilege, privilege, and, it and privilege again. It's just It doesn't privilege. trickle down. Yes. And that woman's yep. was you Tanya
0: McDowell. Um, Tanya McDowell yes. got sentenced to five years. No privilege for Tanya. No. And
3: I told my kid, I said, I just want you to know you got where you are on your own merit. Mm-hmm. Because I also feel, and I think uh, Felicity said this, that her daughter was so disappointed. She was like, God, you just don't believe in me at all. Like, you oh. went through all of that yes. because and you now didn't she's not think even I was going gonna to... School. Me- and you know what? There are other schools. If your kid can't get into Harvard, there are other schools. I don't understand why they have to do that. Y'all are already going to be okay. Right. Yeah. And your babies are going to be okay. Why the desperation to make sure that they get into those specific schools was beyond me too. Be- Beca-
1: because they know something that you don't. Right. I was, oh, Deborah, go ahead. Tell them. Be- because they know that the power of that network.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Plus the privilege elevates them even further. Oh, because it's classism at play. So th- this very small, powerful, tiny little circle of people—that's where they want to be. Okay. So, so you know, yeah, you're saying you're that. you're saying what's wrong with University of Georgia, right? <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> just I was get- going to go
0: someplace different. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say because they know in the depths of their hearts that the the lie about being excellent, supreme, is a lie. Well, that's why the circle is there. R- right. Because the circle, so, you so can't penetrate it to not find not out true. the truth. So you have to go into these places to keep the the lie going, to build the facade,
1: to build the facade, wow. you know? That's what I think. That's why you ha- they build a moat, because it separates. And then you, because you, if you cross over, you'll realize that they're no different. We're all I the same. Come on, Game of Thrones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Dude, it's real. Oh, Decide right. who my king okay. is. I'll yeah. be your king. Right. When's your king? King. king As long as you Jesus. got King Jesus, you don't yes. need nobody else. Can I get amen? No Amen. One? Okay,
3: all right. Listen. I got you.
0: Right. I'm Thank, clear. Clear. Thank you, Debra. <laughs> <Deborah> Jesus. <laughs> That's
3: tomorrow. Was <laughs> <laughs> The sandals and that snow. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, September
0: 20th. That's tomorrow. Illegal Rose. Where can we see it? It's premiering. Can we get it on demand as well? Or is this New York City, East Coast? New York
1: City Urban World Film Festival, 5 p.m., AMC on 42nd Street. But if you miss it, it's going to do a seven-day engagement at Cinema Village. You can go 1230 every day after that and see Jasmine Guy starring in Illegal Rose.
0: Now, how can we support if no one's
1: in New York? Because this is a national show. So if I'm in uh, Podunk, Mississippi. Well, you know, this this is what I'd love for people to do if they, if they want to support it. They can still go buy tickets, uh, Cinema Village. But what I'd love to ask people to do if there are African-American writers and directors out there, follow them on social media. Mm. You know, go to Coffee Bluff Pictures, follow us. Go to Coffee Will Make You Black on Instagram and follow us. And I'll tell you why. It's critically important because we're not just measured by the quality of the script. We're measured by all sorts of algorithms and index so we need the support we need the numbers on social media to validate us even though the script may be fabulous we, we need that support. Can you say that
0: again because I think we disconnect from that like I don't want to have this I don't want to have Instagram I don't want to have Twitter but what you're saying is those
1: numbers matter because they allow you to move in different spaces. You remember back in the day when Spike Lee said look at your ticket to make sure that the box office is actually counting the movie that you actually went to see." So in this world mm-hmm. of social media, when people are looking at if someone is bankable or, or if they're the person they should support or put their money behind, um, our stories may not get told if we can't demonstrate and validate that we have an audience that's interested in our stories. Not just the comedies, but in the stories about real people who've done real things that have moved the world and the country forward. We need the support of of the country behind us to tell those stories so and
3: i love how deborah breaks it down for us to understand that i think some of us that are just on the creative side are not paying attention to the business of it and spike did this as well by telling us to go that opening weekend this is what hollywood looks at if you want me to do another movie have to do the right thing go opening weekend sometimes you gotta tell business. us tell us mm-hmm. what to do how right. we can help in our own way in our own individual way
0: how can we help you Jasmine
3: Guy, follow me, okay. and I'm trying to follow people back. because Deborah says I'm not on there enough.
0: All right, Jasmine, yes. and, and under, <laughs> under your full name?
3: Uh, yeah, I am Jasmine Guy, and the real Jasmine Guy. The real is my Twitter, and I am is my Instagram. Okay, because I right. didn't know what I was doing when I was signing up.
0: Well, you're both real, <laughs> now and you I are. <laughs> and and Deborah, what's the coffee?
1: A uh, coffee bluff Picks on coffee Instagram. Coffee bluff. And the film is Coffee Will Make You Black. Yes. And they can follow that. Not
0: for
3: real, white people. Don't panic.
1: Yeah. Well
0: they
3: anyway.
2: uh, (laughs) Thank
0: you, ladies. It's been a pleasure. Deborah Riley Draper Jasmine Guy.